is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, 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 the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go. Welcome to Seattle Overload, where we're going to be doing our week eight news roundup and chat. That is we because Ty Dane Gonzalez is here. I'm so used to saying Gonzalez. <laughs> Ty, what's up? Thoughts on uh, the above 500 Seahawks? <laughs> hell yeah. The first place Seattle Seahawks. Uh, not much is up. Uh, generally speaking, though, uh, in my world right now, you know, just getting prepared for the baseball offseason over at Locked On Mariners and enjoying this uh, ride that uh, Pete and Gino and the boys are uh, taking us on. It's been, I mean, through through seven weeks, I mean, this has blown my expectations out of the water. I'm I'm having a hell of a lot of fun. I'm sure you are too, Patty, right? I am. Uh, I didn't realize, I thought the baseball postseason was still going on. Yeah, the World Series is happening, but right after, like, literally, oh, like, 24 yeah. hours after the World Series, oh, yeah, like, no, stuff yeah, happens. Yeah, the Mariners got knocked out, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks for, thanks, thanks for reminding me. Thanks mm. for reminding me. No, yeah. sorry, I just forget, because, you know, I'm, I'm in Britain, I can only keep up mm. with American sport, it's just difficult. That's right. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Seahawks, yeah. though, Seahawks haven't been knocked out the postseason yet, because it's not the postseason, but this season's looking pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. My best Larry David. And I feel like this upcoming game against the Giants is it's it's gonna be a big one. Because if, if they win that right, six and one Giants, suddenly they're six and two, as as happens in football. And then the Seahawks will be five and three. And then I believe that is how math works, yes. Thank you, Ty. Maths. They're, maths. Sorry. Yeah, thank you very much. Maths. And I actually do like mathematics, then shortening that to math. I get it. But then also, if you're going to be studying the math, you're studying the maths. Anyway, my point, if they then, if they beat the Giants, then they're at the Cardinals, right, who are three and four at the moment. They're at the Buccaneers in Munich, where, you know, Buccaneers are three and four at the moment and looking real struggling, although I'm sure Brady will somehow find a way to go on a run. Then you've got your bye week. Then they're uh, at, uh, hosting the Raiders, who are two and four. And then they're at the Rams, who are three and three. And then they're hosting the Pampers, who are two and five. Like, that is a nice little run you could put together. And five of the last seven Seahawks games this season are at home. Yeah, that's a, like a really favorable schedule for them. So it's... what we're saying is this sounds like a playoff team, right? Yeah, no, I'm fully in on that now. Like I, you know, I put out a poll the other day about uh, you know, how 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 do fans feel if uh they beat the Giants? And um I think it was a resounding like 84% or 83% they're a playoff team. Now, there were also options that like, you know, were like, oh, they win the division or they're going to make a Super Bowl run stuff like that and those didn't have a ton not a, not a ton of people are confident in that just yet. They're not that they're not feeling that daring. They're not feeling that sexy just yet. But would... uh it seemed yeah, exactly. They're they're scared to compete. Um 
but the uh yeah i i'm i think a lot of people are in the boat now that this team i mean and i think it's also the fact that the nfc is just garbage outside of the vikings cowboys giants and uh eagles um and so uh yeah i think there's a pretty clear path here for the seahawks to uh get back into playoff football pretty quick there we go very exciting stuff now if I was to go through their remaining schedule, I would say win, 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 win. So that's great. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks are in the playoffs, guys. 14 and 3. Let's C- go. Let's, let's, uh, let's fly. I said at the start of the season they'd go 10 and 7. And that's looking pretty good. Uh, it, all things considered, though, there's a, there's a way into making that number a bit higher because you suddenly think, well, they went four and three with the defense looking really poor for all but two of or three of those games. There was there were signs of the shoots of progress, right, of growth, mm-hmm. regeneration, spring. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the defense obviously was so bad, like like you know, nearing league worst bad that it was never going to be a complete performance in those first few games. And the fact that they've got to four and three over these first seven games, and now the defense appears to have turned the corner. Sure. The offense was never going to be able to probably sustain uh, their, their true level, but they're still second in points earned per play that the, the passing game with Geno Smith second in points earned per play above the Kansas city chiefs and only below Jalen hurts. And then if, you know, if you think about that, that's a lot of that is because uh, on passing plays, he's able to run the football a bit more than mm-hmm. anyone else. And I didn't filter out true drop back, but I'm sure the true drop back similarly kind to Gino. So they haven't regressed there yet. Anyway, what does limit this team tie is the injury sustained to wide receiver DK Metcalf. He did not practice today. That was expected. And uh, Pete Carroll is playing at Koi, it appears. Yeah, so he, uh, it seems like he's uh, still keeping the door open for DK to maybe practice this week. I know that he talked a little bit about DK potentially practicing on Wednesday, you know, today, uh, back on Monday when he did his radio hit. Um, but, you know, was like, eh, that's probably a, a long shot. Uh, but, Maddie, you, uh, you have maybe some intel on, on how long it might take DK to get back. Right. So, per source, this is sore stuff, guys. Very exciting, although not that exciting because it's about an injury, sicko. But um, the the Seahawks, I think, are hoping that it's a two to four week deal. But they wouldn't be surprised if he's out for a few weeks beyond that. Mm. So that that gives you some inclination of like Pete Carroll. There's no reason for him to tell the truth, right? Or 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 be so open about DK's true timeline. It is a, undoubtedly a strategic advantage for the the New York Giants not to to know. Uh, so why have I told you? Well, I feel like it's in our interest, right? DK, you know, missing a few games. Marquise Goodwin stayed up, um, you know, stood up, sorry, and, and was a, a really, really effective option for Geno Smith appears to have some chemistry going with him mm. even one on the outside right it's kind of time for D Eskridge to show up or or get off right um and yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he will be able to go into the role in terms of like the youthful nature of this roster like it feels like 
you kind of want these young guys to get some opportunities. Obviously, it sucks that Metcalf's injured, but I don't necessarily think like his loss is not as great as it would be with Russell Wilson, right? Like mm-hmm. with Geno Smith and the kind of targets Metcalf was getting, the root tree, all of that sort of stuff. To me, it feels as though, you know, it, it Lockett is a more important receiver in the offense if you have to play that sort of weird game where, you know, injuries suck. You'd love to have all your best talent out there. Now, the other thing mm-hmm. as well, of course, is the, the emergence of the tight end, all three of them. And we saw so many, uh, even even more than past games, with Metcalf's departure from from the Chargers encounter, we saw, you know, crazy tight end usage, multiple tight end usage. Mm-hmm. Noah fan, Colby Parkinson, who Pete Carroll praised a lot in multiple press conferences, raised him uh, without, you know, reporters asking about him, said about his impressive run blocking, said it was his best game. Uh, and then obviously Will Disley, who, I mean, one of those contracts where everyone was like, oh, oh why would you pay a blocking tight end? And then suddenly Disley's being targeted and <laughs> it looks like a bit of a receiving threat on top of his excellent blocking. Yeah, and you know, we've seen Disley be a uh, you know pretty big part of the uh, passing attack in this offense in the past. Obviously, a different offense, but with the Seahawks nonetheless. Um, and it seems like they're finding some of their uh a, a lot of their efficiency offensively when they're running these 12 personnel 13 personnel uh sets and so um you know that's working for them obviously like you said you know when dk went out on sunday they really went into that a lot heavily and uh they were moving the ball down the field and you know guys like will disley and colby parkinson were a big part of that and so i would suspect that if dk you know, as you've been uh, told, uh, might might miss you know two to four weeks. Might not come back until after the bye week potentially. That's kind of how the timeline uh, lines up there. Um, then I, I I would think that that's we're going to see that a, a hell of a lot more now uh, over the next few games. So uh, additionally, you know, I think this is going to be a good opportunity for D. Eskridge to actually be a, a legitimate part of this uh, of this offense uh, and to. Uh, see what he can do right like it's it's been enough time like he's like you said like it's basically put up or shut up time for now for uh for Eskridge and on top of that I think this is a good opportunity for uh someone like Tariq Young uh to get more involved and and show maybe how much he's grown over the last few weeks uh, I know he was on the field a little bit uh during the Chargers game uh not too sure how how well he looked but um you know and then the the chemistry that uh Marquise Goodwin and, and Geno Smith uh, have built uh, with one another is evident uh, it was very much evident um on Sunday and and a little bit here and there over the past few weeks in the games that Goodwin has played in mostly on the uh off script stuff uh so I think the Seahawks have decent enough depth but I'm curious to hear what you think about the possibility of acquiring a wide receiver considering oh. that TK might miss a month and and yes I you know because Griff is not here I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. I have to be the Griff uh, of the show today Do you and do you have to Yeah yeah I have to I have to because I'm I too am a wide receiver guy all right I like receivers I know as a defensive backs guy you 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 hate receivers evil I, evil things <laughs> but I I 
I, I, I love receivers. I love receiver play. And uh, I think there's a couple of names out there that, that uh, Griff has, of, of course, talked about quite a bit. Uh, Elijah Moore and Brandon yeah. Cooks, who could potentially be available with the uh, trade li- uh, trade deadline coming up next week. So what do you think yes, about and, trading and, for and either one of those guys? Obviously, Griff isn't here to defend himself. But, you know, he's such a great uh, identifier of wide receivers to go after, after the whole Alan Robinson thing, right? You know, that obsession, that worked really well. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I'm aware, I'm aware, I'm aware. But have you have you daydreamed about Brandon Cooks in this offense? Just just think about Brandon Cooks in this offense. Running, it would be cool. It would be a vertical threat. You know? And, and yeah. like... I mean, what what's he doing? Like, why why are the Texans a thing? Why? I mean, on one hand, why would they trade him? Because you know, Davis Mills is showing some stuff. Even though they're one and four, he's showing some stuff. Davis Mills, I was kind of like, yeah, he's kind of interesting last year with his lovely neck. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, on one hand, why would they trade him? But on the other hand, they are still one four and one and. They look really bad as a team. And if you're Brandon Cooks, surely at this point in your career where, you know, I guess you've already won a Super Bowl, but would you like maybe to... Has he won two Super Bowls, maybe? He's never won a Super Bowl. Wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's never won a Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah, because he made it to a Super Bowl. He made it to 53 with the Rams. And then being on the Patriots as well. That's, Wait, that's no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he was on the Patriots team that lost to the Eagles, but remember he got hurt? He got concussed oh, in yeah. the Super Bowl? He does have a history of concussions as well. Yeah. Uh, but he's been healthy this year. He's just not getting a lot of action uh, in that offense. So that, so there's the sell. You know, Brandon Cooks, you've you've done your time in Houston. Like, Well done um, yeah. for surviving that mess. You You're 29 years old. Come and win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith. Exactly. Exactly, Maddie. And you know now what? You like, we're not, we're none of neither of us are in Seattle, right? But it's not that wet. I mean, no. c- climate change seems pretty messed up right now. Like, <laughs> I've seen what I... forest fire warnings like all over the yeah, US yeah, in yeah. The, the the air quality and all that—it's actually like legitimately like in November. scary. Yeah, yeah. The smoke and everything. Yeah. Uh, not great. Um, now you turning back to Brandon Cooks. Remember, I, I have to be the the griff of this podcast. So we're you turning? Uh, don't, you don't have to be the griff. It's fine. I I won't tell him. Listen, the 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 thing though, I I can't I can't compete eyebrows wise. I I can't even come close. So I, I'm probably not doing a great job here. But um, so trading for Brandon Cooks is a little complicated. I'll say that. Oh, so you, oh, you've actually looked into this. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've 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 done I've done research. Oh, right? you're you're deluded. We're doing that, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're doing we're doing this whole thing. We're we're going down the rabbit hole, if you will. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah, don't. Remember, you. remember when we talked about rabbit holes? This time we're actually going to go down the rabbit hole, though. Go um, on, Alice. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Uh, so Brandon Cooks this year would uh only um i think he would only cost like 1.6 million to acquire uh for the seahawks the problem with that though is 
the uh, the Texans are going to have to eat some money because he's under club control through 2024. So he, uh, they would uh, take on uh, dead money hits of like $8 million for the next whatever. Uh, so uh, the other thing with that is he's got a cap hit. He's got cap hits of twenty six point six million dollars next year and twenty four point six million dollars in twenty. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. So, 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 basically, what you have to do here, you got to get the Texans to to pick up some of that money. You got to get the Texans to pick up some of that Ooh. money. Yeah, because that's uh really really expensive. Now, if you took on all the money, which you could do, you could do in theory, in theory. It would cost probably like a six round pick. Like it wouldn't be anything. It, like it I honestly might even be a seven. It would even, it might even be like a seven or a conditional seven, something like that. So if wow. you got, if you got them to pick up some of the money though, if you got, if you got them to pick up some of the money though, I think it still would only cost like a fifth or a fourth. So like if you could cut him down, like let's just, and this is, this is not any research that I've done. I'm not a cap guy at the end of the day, but <laughs> this is hashtag not medical advice nor legal advice, but financial. Yeah. Financial advice, all that just covering my bases here. Let's just say hypothetically, you could get his cap numbers cut down to 12 million for the next two seasons for each of the next two seasons. And it costs okay. you like a fourth round pick to acquire him. Hang on. <laughs> Would you do that? Would you do that? That's all I'm asking. So, so walk, me, walk me through this again. Okay. So again, this is just a hypothetical. I don't even know if this is actually possible. Yeah, because it's There's... my job on the line here. Like you're you're pitching hypotheticals to me. Like I'm the one who has the power to click the red button. You know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm quite stressed. But, you know, but we're we're speculating here on on uh, you know this is what podcasts are all about. There's we're speculating. All right. I'm dreaming. Yes, as Cam as Cam didn't put it. I'm coping. I'm coping. I'm dreaming. I'm speculating. Um, if you could get like Brandon Cooks's like cap hit down to like twelve million dollars a year. Yeah. How and would it, you do that? Like Texans like take up some of the money. You can restructure the contract. All that. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you trade a fourth round pick for that? No. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, but but the cap is supposed to explode next year. The Amazon deal. Yeah. Um, all and of that kind we're of supposed stuff. to have like a lot of cap space. Like here, let's look at the, the Seahawks are. But I I don't think that really meshes with the team. Like. If you view like Marquis Goodwin is basically the the Brandon Cooks light, does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. and then you're just further pushing the Eskridge's opportunities away. When we again we need to find out sort of is he is he sure. him? And this season, you know, I mean it's so basic to do this, but eighty two receiving yards, fifty four, twenty two, fifty seven, twenty, forty six. Like he's hardly dominating out there now mm-hmm. does that matter when we're what we are talking about is a complimentary piece in the offense especially when dk metcalf comes back no but then why are you giving up that kind of cap space even with it restructured that's a bit crazy yeah so elijah moore is <laughs> a rookie day two pick 
Oh, we're so degenerate. Right, yeah. okay, okay. Great. So he's a rookie day two pick, so he's not going to cost, like, anything really, financially right, right, speaking. Right. No, yeah, great, great. So um, why'd they trade him? Well, he was, in, he was like a healthy scratch this past week in Denver. Okay, okay. After basically requesting a trade. Ooh. It seems like the bridge is not necessarily burned but it's not great when the guy requests a trade and then is a healthy scratch the very next game it Mm. kind of seems that he might be on his way out now elijah moore is a former buddy of uh, dk metcalf oh wow i I see what's going on here that's a big uh yeah that's massive that's huge so <laughs> I sense that you're not taking this very seriously, Maddie. No, no, I am. I am. I'm I'm in I'm into it. Uh oh, you... oh hold on, hold on. New York Post two oh, hours ago. That's a reputable website. Yep, very, very uh rep repu- repu- reputable. Mm-hmm. Elijah Moore embraced in return to Jets practice. Mm. Wow. He was hugged or maybe handshaked. Mm. is a fist bump and embrace i feel like to embrace you have no i I think you have to like like you yeah you have to like touch touch bodies like (laughs) touch touch torsos i think a bit of grabbing and tugging needs to go on (laughs) anyway uh like very much like gino and marquis goodwin after uh week one Mm. right we all know Mm. what i'm talking about right yeah Mm. yeah i think that's an embrace I think that's yes. an embrace. So Elijah Moore, uh, I don't, I still, you know, he could demand a trade, he can do all of that stuff. You know, he was drafted in 2021. Why would you trade him? Just, it could possibly be that, you know, he asked for a trade, his head wasn't in the right space, and they were like, hey, we still have, you know, two years of rookie control after this year. Can yeah. you please just chill out? Yeah, no, the Jets have all the leverage. The Jets have all the leverage. So and at the so end of the day, if you pick him in the second round, what are we giving up here? Like, okay, you know, and and his production this uh, you know last year in just six games started was five hundred thirty eight receiving yards. Like, what are we? Why would you trade? Yeah, months? yeah, no, it it that doesn't make any sense. It's really like if the relationship was beyond repair, you look into it, and then I think at that point. Mm, third round pick which you have two ones and two twos in 2023 i feel like you could eat that considering the amount of capital that you do have next year mm-hmm. if you're getting a guy that i mean for all the reasons that we talked about why the jets shouldn't let him go i mean it's a pretty vi- viable pass catcher maddie mm. That being I, said, Ty, college football is pumping out very talented receivers. That's true. That's true. And uh, also, I don't think the Jets would trade him. Yeah. So at the end of the day. Uh, okay. So Ty, so Ty, here we go. Hope- so I know my baseball, right? Mm-hmm. You, we're one strike, uh, two strikes. So, so we have we have two more strikes left, or is it one? We, we have forget. we we have we have one more strike, Maddie. One. So it's one three strikes. Sh- one more strike. I one more strike. four strikes and you're out. No? Oh. No. That's my no, bad. That's no, my mistake. no, no. So, 
one last thing on the Elijah Moore thing. Well, actually, I'm just saying that that at the end of the day, we're done with him. We're done with him. Trading for trading for all right. Trading for Brandon Cooks is too complicated. Elijah Moore should stay in New York if they if they know what's good for them. Jets should hold on to him. Okay, a lot of all right. Here's where strike three is likely going to come. A lot of folks have been in the chat talking about Roquan Smith. Well, no, hold on. I have a receiver. You're not very good at the receiver coping. You have a receiver. We I have talk a receiver, about this. <laughs> and his name is Odell Beckham Jr. Ah, uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that yep. wouldn't require yep. a, a trade. That wouldn't require any draft capital. Now, the Seahawks only have like $3 million in cap space. Yeah, but the, that, don't the cap be isn't real. about that. The cap isn't real. It doesn't exist. It's It's fictional. True. It is notoriously fake and you know you just shift some money around um perfect perfect dude can come in play on the outside play on the inside yeah he's not a like for like with dk metcalf he's a smooth route runner the only issue is it seems like he's basically waiting out uh i don't know it if the seahawks are i don't they're hating on you in the chat right now as soon as you said obj they hate me the, no, the chat turned on you. But, the chat turned but, on you. But it's the internet. They, they like they like my picks better than yours. Well, it just goes to show. Careful not to insult the chat here. Just goes to show that. Uh, remember, I'm the guy with the big red button. I'm the guy who can make all this happen, and I'm not going to be bowed uh, to public pressure or mm. that of uh, Ty. Can we talk about Roquan Smith, please? <laughs> okay, okay, we can we can talk about him. Yeah, let's let's yep. U turn let's U turn to the defense. Mm. Let's U turn to the defense. The amount of U turns we've done, I am starting to be slightly concerned. That it's our thing now. It's our thing now. We have to lean into it. We have to lean into it. There's no turning back now. So, but we have of... turned back. That's isn't a U turn. You turn back. So the. Ch- <laughs> the chat wants to know if the Seahawks should trade for Roquan Smith. If, if, more importantly, they want to know if you think the Seahawks now, should trade. Now, this for is Roquan what I'm Smith. into. This is exactly what I'm into. None of oh, this. Oh, yeah. Now, we're, now we're talking about defense. Stuff. Yeah, now we're talking about defense. Oh, I'll trade all my draft picks for all the defensive players. Because I know Brandon Cooks Ty. for like f- a fifth round pick. No. No. <laughs> So something I was thinking about, Ty, is um, what wins Super Bowls, right? Um, I don't know if it's been said, before, but I I think defense wins championships. Has that is that? I thought it, or... I thought it was I thought it was special teams wins championships. Oh no, yeah, you're right. You're I right. thought it was superstar quarterbacks win but, championships. But Roquan could play on special teams because you know he runs mm. a he ran a four five one forty yard dash at two hundred thirty six pounds. Well, and and of course you know. Cody Barton is better. Oh no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> um, no. I'm not. I'm not. I that was a joke. That was a joke. Don't turn the podcast <laughs> off. Calm down. I know a lot of you. You hate Cody Barton. I know uh, Griff has been going to war for Cody on Twitter the last couple of days. But I think you would. Would you welcome uh, Roquan Smith over Cody? Pair I mean, him with Jordan uh, uh, Brooks objectively right 
Rokon Smith is the better football player than Cody Barton. He would be pushing Jordan Brooks for, you know, good football players. Now, the issue is Seattle is running a 3-4 scheme, but what does that mean? Well, their base fronts, so not their base is in base 3-4 personnel, but their most used fronts take the second linebacker off the field. They against running teams. So you're going to be taking off Barton and then you've got Rokon or Jordan Brooks and you take one of them off. That's not really a good allocation of resources. Mm -hmm. Now, Seattle also runs like, uh, you know, two inside linebackers nickel deal when they get into even fronts. What I just described was nickel bare fronts as I throw my, my, my uh, earphone out. But this, with a nickel even fronts, like four down looks, where you know it looks like a, a four two five. It's technically two four five personnel. As we saw last week, it was actually three three five personnel with a, a big end a reduced weekend. Take podcast tomorrow. But uh, the problem is in that. Then, but I think Barton's fine. Like he's fine, um, and it's only for like half or just over half the snaps, depending on game plan, game state, game situation. But you know who you're facing, all that stuff. But so really, it's a luxury idea. And Jordan Brooks, I think, is way, way better than people most people realize. And Barton's certainly better than a lot of people would say. Like mm-hmm. when he's off the ball, and the linebackers are actually keeping, uh, sorry, the defensive line are keeping him clean as they're supposed to do. And now they've changed to the more aggressive style up front of actually. Uh, basically playing more one-gap techniques, but keeping guards and centres and even tackles off the linebackers, Barton's good. Uh, and he was a big part of the game plan, as Griff tweeted out, right? And we'll talk about it in the tape podcast again tomorrow. But, yeah. Uh, Ty, am I... Am no, I, base? I, are you are you suddenly gonna go let's go get Roquan? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh for, for the reasons that you said, I, I just think that it would be a poor allocation of resources, especially when it's probably going to cost a second round pick. And and the reason that I say that is because you're only acquiring half a season from Roquan. So that's not like while that would help you have to pay he's a really good player. Yeah. But the thing is you can't take that into account either when you are paying the uh, the cost of acquisition here you can't factor in well i could extend him or i could re-sign him in the offseason no 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 can't do any of that you cannot pay a second round pick for a half a year of a linebacker just thinking like well i'll re-sign him so technically it's actually a four-year deal no 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 that comes after the trade what you are paying for is a half a year. And so for me, I just think that a second round pick is a little too expensive for my taste for a guy well, no. that you have to pay. For, him. I mean, like, yeah, you do have to pay him after you acquire mm-hmm. him, but just cost of acquisition wise. I just don't think that that's, I don't know. That's a little expensive, especially for, you know, for all the things that you said about how they're using their linebackers right now. Um, and I think that they're like, look, do I think they can upgrade over uh, Cody Barton? Yes. Do I think no. that that's do I think do I think that that's worth a second round pick right now, considering how well they're set up for the twenty twenty three draft? Not really. Okay. I think the one guy that I would be interested in, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on him, is Brian Burns. 
because you get them for a year and a half. You get them for a uh, year and a half. I, and... I mean, I'm interested, but apparently, Ty, they turned down a two first round picks offer. <laughs> Did they really? I must have missed that. That, that was a big report. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's disgusting. That's gross. That's but they don't. But they don't even. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, yeah, that's cap. Second of all. By the way, we'll get into things that are not cap later on in the show. Ooh, oh, ooh. wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but but second of all, like they have no leverage because he's not going to resign there. They're terrible. And he's only there for a year and a half. So like they either have to trade him now or in the offseason or at this point next year. Or they're not going to get anything for him. And they're going to be bad. Yep. Well, I think I think they're kind of in the mindset of maybe they can convince him. But they're definitely I don't think they're trading him. But I I'd be yeah. on board with that. But Are yeah, they... so like that's the one guy that I think I would actually trade one of those four top sixty ish picks that they're gonna have. Hmm. Or you know, whatever. So but like what back to back nine sack seasons, uh, yeah. really high pressure rate. He is kind of him. He's that dude, right? Yeah. And there He's was 24 years old during that draft where they ended up with Collier and they looked distraught after the first day. And they were saying like, oh, yeah, the boards went exactly how we thought it would go on our board, which ain't really how you want it. Mm-hmm. There was that thing where it's like they were waiting out either Burns or Tillery or uh, they all sort of went off the board just before their pick. And so maybe he would have been a Seahawk originally, especially yeah anyway i will <laughs> yeah at the end of the day i think they might do the sydney jones thing mm. still if they can get someone that's interested in him and i just i don't know if there will be or not because he hasn't put a lot of tape out there this year they're so trying. Yeah, they're trying so we'll see um oh that's ty that's the big news mm. the seahawks have three players returning from injury oh yeah yeah Travis Homer's back. LJ Collier's back. Trey Brown's back. Yeah. Travis that's, Homer. That's cool. the, the return of Travis Homer is actually a big deal. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit with the special team stuff. Him Especially not be- the law's concussion. Yeah, that too. So kick coverage, punt coverage, all that stuff is going to be uh, fortified uh, a little bit here with Homer's return. But also with him, you know, him uh, missing time as the up back has hurt them, like clearly. Like it's very clearly like with some of the signals and everything, it's just they've been a little out of whack there on uh, right. on punts. So him being able to return, uh, that's actually huge. That's a lot bigger. That's a lot bigger of a thing than uh, than I think a lot of people think. Also, pass protection. Like he's their best pass protector as a running back. So yeah, so that is big. LJ Collier is going to be interesting. What do you think about him and and how they could uh, work him into everything here? So, hmm. L- last year, he really, really struggled in limited time playing like the big end role in bare fronts, uh, where he was like asked to mirror step a bit more and, and play like one and a half gaps and like mirror step a tackle. But, you know, if he's got it together again, as more of like a power step and three tech on the outside shoulder of a guard in the bare fronts where he's one on one, he might be able to do some stuff. And then he sort of adds to the interior rush rotation. We also don't know how much of a breather these dudes need, like like the Shelby Harris's, your Quinton Jefferson's, 
like they could be carrying some knocks where they need like you know Collie's coming off the practice squad right uh, is that correct I... no no I... no 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 they didn't, he didn't get cut okay no no he didn't get me. yeah no he didn't get right cut. okay so you were making anyway. me question myself there for a second i was like wait what uh, <laughs> i was like did i miss something 325 a.m <laughs> um <laughs> but anyway it he he might serve as a good breather but the big thing as well is this past game as i've already briefly alluded to seattle ran so it looks like a 425 front but like the weak end tucks inside and it's not really your outside linebacker type. So it's in this sense, it's more of a three, three, five in personnel. Cause you've got two defensive tackles. You've got this weekend dude. Who's another defense tackle. Then you've got an outside linebacker setting the edge to the strong side. And then the weak side edge was like a nickel or a safety, uh, but they were covering down. So they weren't on the play. And so this weak side end was more of a defensive tackle because they were playing sort of head up on the head up on the offensive tackle or slightly on the inside shoulder. And that's a role for Collier. Shelby Harris was doing that last game. So was Puna Ford. And it was a really effective wrinkle to make their kind of four down spaced fronts work more than they had been, where they had two outside linebackers who were too light. As like Griffin and I said, you know, and even you said, Ty, uh, what that, like you know and they were missing the big kind of four three kind of end to play to set the edge when they were running two four five uh mm. even front looks now if they're if they're running like a three three five where they're reducing the weekend to and, and putting a bigger kind of defense tackle type there that kind of just helps things out and helps them set edges a bit more firmly and just changes some angles up and keeps linebackers clean behind so that's pretty big, and I think that's somewhere Collier can contribute as well, especially if they, I mean, I expect them to lean on these fronts more. Again, we'll talk about this in the State podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast tomorrow. And and then why I was reminded of, of Trey Brown mm-hmm. and all this injury news was because, you know, you mentioned Sidney Jones. Well, maybe he gets cut. Like, one yeah, of them I... will burn, because how, how does Brown fit in? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, if they're not able to trade Sidney... And I would assume that they're definitely not going to be able to trade Burns because he hasn't been able to put really any tape out there. Um, that one of those guys just ends up getting cut. And maybe it is Sydney because they're actually trying to trade him or it's yeah, it's probably more that they're trying to trade Sydney because they actually think that they can get something for Sydney. Whereas with Hardy, that there just really isn't much of a chance. Um, so, yeah. So I think there's a dominant or there's a shoe that drops. Uh whether they whether or not they're actually able to uh trade sydney here in the next week or so so because like you got to make room for for trey and you're not going to carry all these cornerbacks so someone has to go and i feel like if they don't trade sydney though going off of the whole like you know they just feel like they, they have a better chance of being able to trade him than Artie. i think maybe then sydney is kept and then they just outright cut Artie. Because at least Sydney has played a little mm. bit. Yeah, right. Be interesting to see them work that out and how they work. Trade Brown just coming back in. Like, do they? Yeah. Well, test I don't Mike think Jackson they... again. Like... I don't think I don't think you can at this point. I think you don't replace him or even try that unless he gives you a reason to. 
Because right now he's not giving you a reason to. I think he's won that job, especially with what he did in L.A. I don't know what the tape showed. Was it just as good as we thought? Yeah. Have you watched it yet? Yeah. So. Uh, I need to properly dive in again tomorrow. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So then at that point, I think you just roll with Jackson and, and Tariq as your corners until, you know, and also allow Trey to get back into the swing of things. Play some you special know, teams, maybe. Play some special teams and you know just let him get practice reps all that and just see how he responds i mean that the patella tendon thing we've talked about this a lot like that's a really difficult injury to come back from and be the same guy that you were ever like not just right away but like ever so you know you just kind of have to see where he is and how he responds after a few weeks of actually getting reps in because there's also you know soreness that can come up stuff like that that's going to hamper him so i don't think that you need to necessarily rush this at all and try to get him back into the starting lineup as soon as possible plus there's really no reason to right now you you're good with with uh with Tariq and uh, and mike jackson sure yeah there we go do you know what isn't good ty Mm. the denver broncos <laughs> offense <laughs> no it's not good the mm. denver broncos the denver broncos overall record of two and five ain't that good mm. do you know what is good ty <laughs> uh the seahawks draft position in 2023 yes 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 marvelous marvelous <laughs> see uh, i i can do things i can do that's, things sometimes that's really good yeah. uh excellent wow look at us we're so smooth professional yeah podcast. Exactly. Uh, so they're fourth in the draft. Mm. Climbing well, up. Look, Let's get I've the seen, first overall, baby. <laughs> I've seen conflicting information on that, though. I've seen oh. their fourth. I've seen their sixth. I've seen their fifth. What is it? That has to be like tiebreakers that by the end of the season will be resolved. But yeah. right now, people disagree on, I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, top 10, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll yeah, take it potentially top five potentially top five right now so yeah we will take it yeah and we, we will in that last game obviously Russell Wilson uh held out the messaging was bizarre um from uh, Adam Schefter it re- literally read like uh an agent had wrote it which you know <laughs> Adam Schefter <laughs> yeah yeah yep. uh <laughs> I'm trying to find the tweet. It was so weird. So the uh, the Broncos right now they're going uh, or they're in line. Oh, here we now. go. They're they're in your neck of the woods, oh, Maddie. Russell Wilson is there, Maddie. Oh, I've got the tweet. While Russell Wilson wanted to play despite a hamstring injury and did everything he could to play, the Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, in case you didn't know who that was, will hold back the nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback versus the Jets to allow him to heal and prevent a lingering injury. Per sources. Brett Ripien gets the start. The Broncos' offense looked basically the same uh, and struggled. And yes, now, and they lost to the Jets. And now, mm-hmm. uh, now Russ is in my neck of the woods. Yeah, you're in the same country as Russell Wilson. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> don't, um, you feel, don't you feel honored by his presence? That he's no, graced your land? Let's, let's not be toxic, Ty. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't want to be obnoxious. Um, sorry adrian well, if you're listening you're must Russell, adrian russell wilson wasn't the story right like he was not the story yeah uh and then he was the story um <laughs> uh, <laughs> zach stevens of dnvr tweeted 
Russell Wilson worked out and stretched for four of the eight hours on the flight from Denver to London. Said he was doing high That's only an eight-hour flight? Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're not... From Denver? From yeah. Denver, though? Wow. Yeah. All right. Denver, Ty, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the United States geography being now uh, you run away to Canada. But mm. um, Denver is sort of in the middle. Mm. Kind of. I had, I had no idea, especially as someone that lived literally four hours away from Denver for okay, like 10 years okay, of my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's bad you didn't know that. Um, uh, I I didn't know it was eight hours. It sounds like not a lot of time. All right, whatever, whatever, whatever. Continue, continue. Said he was doing high knees in the aisle when the rest of the guys were asleep. Which, uh-huh. I mean, we, we've had this before with Russ, and I think my main take is, well, I've, I've got two takes. One, if you win, this isn't an issue. But when you're not winning and you're playing really bad, like, what, what are we doing here? And by no means am I a medical expert. <laughs> But I don't think the torn lat in his right throwing shoulder and his partially torn hamstring are going to heal with just one missed game and just four hours of transatlantic sleep. (laughs) And (laughs) I mean... Well, we don't know if he slept for those four hours, by the way. No. Well, well, the full quote is even weirder. The the, Uh the full... (laughs) Would you like to hear the full quote? Yes, yes. I don't really get jet lagged too often. Fine. I don't really, I've traveled enough to kind of get my system down. For me, I was on the plane the first two hours. What is it? An eight hour flight. The first two hours I was watching film, watching all of the cut ups and everything else. And then the next four hours I was doing treatment of the plane. Okay, so that's six hours not sleeping. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everyone was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working my legs and everything else, making sure I'm ready to rock. So that was good. And the last two hours, the last day of that, I fell asleep for one hour and I watched the film for the rest. Okay, so he slept for one hour. He slept for <laughs> one hour. Okay, yeah, yeah. I so, felt good to go once we got back. Coaches did a good job. Coach Landau and the whole coaching staff had us do a little movement. And so we got here, did a little movement. I did my full workout, did all that, and then maybe rested for about two to three hours once I got home. I feel great. So one hour sleep, two to three hours rest. Absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. No problem. As a sleep degenerate, uh, can I, you know, people, you in, people in glass houses, people in glass beds? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as the saying goes, um, I have a takeaway. You know, there's a lot of his teammates that are now, you know, quote tweeting the um the story, and they're like, "No cap, no BS." LOL. Yeah, there was a uh, uh, KJ yeah, Hamler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. KJ Hamler was the one that I was specifically referencing there. Um. But I thought everyone on the plane was asleep when he was doing them. So how did they, how did they verify this information? I thought everyone was asleep, except for Russ. Maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know how to take that. Like, I mean, it seems slightly passive aggressive, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. They, I, they again, like, like I said, they, they, they really, they really want to convince us that he, uh, he was doing high knees on the plane. They really want to convince us of that. <laughs> Well, Chris Long tweeted like something along the lines of that would be really loud. Like no shot they're sleeping through that. <laughs> um, yeah. It takes the uh, the idea of altitude training uh, to a whole new level, right? Like 35,000 feet. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and I don't think either like flying in a highly, you know, pressurized cabin is pretty that good for you. Uh, along with like, you should I mean, probably sleep if you want to heal. But maybe, you know what? I mean, I'm Kendrick Lamar once wrote a song, uh, 30,000 feet in the air. So maybe, mm. you know, Russell Wilson can do high knees 35,000 feet in the air. Right? Yeah. Hi- that's not the, uh, when I think of high knees, 30,000 feet in the air, I didn't think of Russell Wilson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You would know all about that, Maddie. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. 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 Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so they're two and five. They they're are. playing the Jags. They are. Jags have been. Oh, and we should what? say as well. Uh, Russell Wilson is back. Uh, mm-hmm. He he's decided. <laughs> he's decided. Yeah, so he Hackett, is decided. Hackett got him out for a game. Good, good stuff, Hackett. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Schefter said it was Hackett's decision. Well done. Now Russell Wilson has pronounced himself ready to roll. Hmm. Autobots rock roll out. Yeah. Um, so the Jags haven't been super bad. They've been all right this year. They could beat this Broncos team. You've muted yourself. You're amateur. Look at this. Look at this guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's unplugged his mic. Oh, he's completely bottled this. What even is this? He can't even, he can't even talk. But he actually done right, another podcast. I'm back. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It just unplugged on me. It was like audio device removed. Jeez. So, if my computer will allow me to talk here, we uh, made the mistake of not talking about the uh, rest of the schedule for the Broncos last week. And I remember as soon as we got off, we were like, damn, we should have done that. So, let's go through this. So, after they play the Jags. Which, by the way, I. Mm-hmm. I think, like Camden's pointed out in the comments, and I agree with her. I don't think the Jags can beat the Broncos' defense unless the Broncos' defense quits, or you know, there's some weird uh, jet lag thing going on. And the Jags, heck, I mean, they've got a very different team, but they're kind of used to playing in London, a Wembley Stadium. Yeah, that's basically home a home game for them. English football. Yeah. But yeah. So they got so they got the Jags on another island game. Literally, the only game that's going to be on TV at that time is a, is a Broncos game. That's like the sixth time in eight weeks or whatever. Uh, then they play the Titans the week after that. Then, uh, or uh, they have a bye week, and then they play the Titans after that. Then they play the Raiders, which whatever. Then they play the Panthers. So they kind of have a similar stretch to the Seahawks, uh, to what the Seahawks do after the uh, the Bucks game. But then after that, Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals. Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. It's a pretty tough schedule for a team that is currently two and five and is running out one of the worst offenses in the National Football League. And it doesn't really and matter their quarterback what sleeping kind of one hour they go up against. Their quarterback their is sleeping quarterback one is, hour when he's in, yeah. got two injuries and mm-hmm. and uh, it looks bad anyway. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. So, I I'm pretty much in the boat now that the uh, Broncos are definitely getting the Seahawks a top ten pick in the draft. I don't know if it's going to be top five like it is right now, potentially depending on what outlet you look at. But 
I don't see a lot of wins here, Maddie. Are you familiar with the name Will Anderson Jr.? Have you Mm. heard of Will Anderson Jr.? I I, I have. Will Anderson Jr. is an edge rusher who plays for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Mm. Will Anderson Jr. is one of the top prospects, regardless of position, as the college football season progresses. Mm. Some would say even the best. Even the best. And he's projected to be a top five pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Mm. The Seahawks may well have a top five pick in the NFL Draft. And with the play of Geno Smith, they may not require a quarterback. Something to think about. Something Something to think about. about. Something to think about. And might I mention, if I am allowed here, the Seahawks. I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Seahawks have, uh, as we established earlier on in the show, when we were talking about all those lovely wide receiver trades, they have quite a bit of draft capital next year that, hey, even if they don't get a top five pick, they could potentially trade up into the top three of the uh, of the NFL draft. So Will Anderson Jr., you are a Seattle Seahawk. Hopefully he doesn't wear 31 on the Seahawks, though, because one, DJ Dallas would be very upset, but two, you can't have an edge rusher wearing 31. I mean, yeah. yeah but, but it is if, Will Anderson. If, but if, <laughs> if if anyone could wear Cam's number, yeah, I would allow Will Anderson to wear that number. Okay. I'd be cool with it. Well, we have a lot of. That's the great thing about the season. If, if even if it somehow goes off the rails, and maybe you know, hopefully this doesn't happen. But maybe there's an injury bug or something. Touch wood, it doesn't happen. But if it does, then you can just be like, oh, well, the draft's going to happen, and the Seahawks have way more assets than they've had in ages, and they're going to have high picks, and they're going to have loads of cap space, and this is amazing. So it's quite good being a Seahawks fan. Hmm. Or someone who covers the team because i see a lot of people saying trade down no you're scared to compete trade up will anderson jr you are a seattle seahawk it is written the prophecy now Now, maddie do you want some uh some tea before we uh hop off of here why would i want tea Mm. i don't get it well you call dinner tea so, oh yeah, true. true yeah, yeah, so so here here's some dinner for you. Here's some dinner for you. Uh, Bobby Wagner was on the Richard Sherman podcast. The Richard Sherman podcast has been a great source of uh, content uh, this season. Oh yeah, I, I very much really appreciate good. Really that. Good, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby Wagner, Los Angeles Rams linebacker, uh, also played uh, for uh, you know a little bit of time uh, with the uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Yeah, yeah, um, I think I remember. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He was uh, cut the same day the uh, Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Broncos, mm-hmm. and uh, as he made it pretty clear on on Twitter, uh, he was not appreciative of how the team handled that. And even Pete Carroll went on to say that you know, hey, we messed that up. Yeah, and Schneider did as well, yeah. And Schneider did too uh, in their pre-draft uh, press conference. Um, Sherm asked him about it. And uh, Bobby Bobby didn't say much because obviously Bobby's still a current player, so he's not going to divulge too much into right. drama. 
and he's his own agent so and he's his own agent too business kind of yeah yeah and so but he was asked about how he feels about the seahawks personally after everything that happened and he said you know there's only a couple of people that i really have an issue with over there and he said but he said I wouldn't consider Pete to be that, uh, one of those people. I don't consider John to be one of those people. And so, or Jody, or Jody either. Uh. So, who do you think, and I'm not being cheeky here, I'm actually legitimately asking you, who do you think he could actually be talking about here? Well, the fact that it came out, like, there's a source of a leak, right? <laughs> probably that person yeah <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. probably the other person who leaked it to. yeah 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 that's what i guess uh yeah pete, i would assume I think, so i think pete's pretty good and i mean it's important but i think he's pretty good at you know if it's front office stuff and it comes to that sort of thing you know i mean he'll leave it to them and i think that separation of powers is important and i think also you know he's a player first kind of coach so it's especially important for him uh and then the schneider thing i think yeah that's there's got to be i mean if it's not schneider and why would the gm leak that then there's obviously someone down someone in the front office someone who saw that he was being cut it it got out before Mm. he obviously got told so and he and he knows and he knows who it is too like you said like they know he was like, they, they've been made aware of that. So. Well, that makes sense as well, because like, I imagine to kind of clean it up, there was maybe an in-house investigation. Yeah. Maybe Schneider, uh, you know, told Bobby out of courtesy to try and, like, apologize. I We don't know, but that would make sense, right? That seems feasible. Yeah, yeah, very possible. So we'll see. Um, but it seems like there isn't that much bad blood actually good, at the good, end of the day vibes. which is good which is good and which he, i saw dead, he right? was at, uh he was at a kraken game the other day i know he's part of the uh oh yeah the, the him and him and uh marshawn yeah yeah so yeah, they're part they're definitely that, part of their community stuff so it's very cool yeah so it's it's good you know and he was uh talking about you know when they eventually come here uh, or when they come to seattle neither one of us are in seattle <laughs> or in the state of washington or even in the uh united states of america uh but when the uh rams go to seattle that he uh he's not really sure if the fans are going to boo him or not but i i, I can if he gets booed that. that's like i have that's a problem disgusting. With that. yeah i have a legitimate problem with that that's, as well that's uh, really bad yeah and like the team cut him like he didn't force his way out or anything it was just you know that would be so bad if he got booed that that i would actually legitimately be upset about uh but i don't i i highly i highly doubt that he will uh be booed that day i think it'll be actually a a nice uh a nice reception for him there we go so yeah right well if you're watching please like this video if you haven't already i know i'm watching you you should like the video. <laughs> um, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening, please give us a five-star review. Again, whenever we get them, it's, it's very nice. You you write lovely things. We appreciate it. And, yeah, until the next time, 
This has been Seattle Overload. We'll be back with the tape podcast. And then after the Giants game, we'll be live with our reaction. Very exciting for me because your clocks go uh, forward, backwards. Your clocks change like a week before my clock. So mm. I have an hour extra. It's an hour mm. earlier for me. Look Ooh. at that. So Ooh. that's an hour extra sleep. It's an hour extra energy. It's all the good stuff. Oh, hey, you you too are also going to get one hour of sleep. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is time to sleep. Yeah, I promise it's just one you, hour. There's always time. time. I had a nap before the podcast. He did. He did. I can attest Bad to that. the brand. But yeah. I did. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how I'm aware of that. How I know. How I verified <laughs> that information. No cap. No BS. No cap. Uh, yeah. No cap. No BS lol. <laughs> that law is passive aggressive <laughs> it's so passive aggressive all right guys my, fa- my favorite thing is the uh the, the there's like the 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 shot of the the plane cabin right and then it's like rust doing the <laughs> let's ride let's ride yeah those In were the, the high cabin. knees he was doing he was doing a little yeah he was doing a little giddy up there there we go <laughs> All right, folks. We uh, we'll see you for the tape review tomorrow. Bye. Yeah, tape. Tape. U twenty two.